Welcome to the Healthy and Happy Podcast, a workshop-style podcast hosted by yours truly, Julie Boer. I'm a blogger and holistic nutrition coach on a mission to help women live healthier, happier lives and show up as the strongest, most confident version of themselves. In this podcast, we get real about all things nutrition, fitness, and personal development to help you cut through all the BS and transform your body and most importantly, your life. Sound good? Let's dive in. What's up, my loves? Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy and Happy Podcast. I'm so excited about today's show because it is something I'm trying to implement in my life right now. And I know that when I speak about a topic that I'm currently going through and working through, you always send me messages letting me know how much you resonate with it and hopefully that it's changing your life as well. So you know when I'm working through something, I gotta share the love, I gotta share the inspiration, I gotta share what I'm fired up about because I hope it just lights a little fire under your bum as well. And maybe you have a few light bulb moments in this podcast. If you do, I would love for you to share them with me. You can always send me a DM at healthnutjulie on Instagram or even better, take a screenshot of this episode as you're listening to it and share one of your biggest takeaways so that other women know how important it is to listen to messages like this. Collectively, we are all going through a very difficult time. Not only is it winter in many parts of the world, which means it's dark, it's cold, it's dreary. There are many parts of the world that are also in lockdown right now. Everything near us is shut down again. Gyms aren't open, restaurants aren't open. And while we are all trying to be safe and take the necessary precautions in order to stop the spread, it can be super isolating. I think we can all agree that both winter and being in lockdown are isolating and have a tendency to take a toll on your mental health. So especially during seasons like this, we need to be proactive about our mental health and we can look around at the different areas of our life and use this as an opportunity to build up certain parts of our lives, create better habits and do things we might not necessarily be able to do if we were still going to work every day and having a long commute and filled with the normal everyday responsibilities that we have. So by no means am I downplaying the fact that this is a very, very hard time for a lot of us, be included mentally, emotionally, even even physically, we can still be optimistic. We can still spread messages of light and love, which is my intention with this podcast and which is why I want you to share it with other people that you think would find this helpful as well. Before we get into the nitty gritty juicy details, two quick things I want to share with you. Number one, depending on when you're listening to this, I am now for a very limited time offering one-on-one solo sessions. So you all know that I have an eight-week signature food freedom mentorship. That's my signature program. That's what I take everyone through that I work with. But because I have limited availability and I have a wait list, I wanted a way to work with more of you. I have so many of you reaching out to me on a daily and weekly basis, asking to be put on the wait list, wanting to book calls with me. And I figured what better way to do that than to open it up to do single sessions. If anything from this podcast resonates with you, we can jam out on any of the topics that I talk about on here. So self-love, body confidence, finding food freedom, ditching diets, goal setting, mindset work. You pick the topic of the session and we will do a deep dive and I will give you tangible takeaways that you can start implementing in your life. So if you are a self-starter, if you're a go-getter, if you're somebody who can take a conversation, tips, tools, tricks, action items, and start implementing them on your own, 
this is perfect for you. You can go to Calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y dot com slash Julie Boer, B-O-O-H-E-R, and you sign up there. Once you sign up, I will receive your email. I'll send you an email with a questionnaire in the invoice. These sessions are only $125 US. That is a tiny, tiny fraction of the cost of my eight-week program. So if you've wanted a more affordable way to work with me, this is it. If you're on Calendly and you're booking yourself into my calendar and you don't find a time that works for you, shoot me an email. You can just fill out the contact form on my website or you can DM me on Instagram and we can figure out a time that works for both of us. But if you want to implement better habits this year, if you want to be proactive during these winter months, these months of lockdown and isolation, and you really want to work on improving your mindset, improving your body, improving your health, this is the time to do it. And this is the perfect way to get started. Go to calendly.com slash Julie Boer. Jump on it right away because I'm sure the spots are going to fill up quick. Second thing I want to say, my newsletter has health hacks, mindset tips, a book that I'm loving, supplements I'm loving, a community story to inspire you all of the above, you can go to juliebuer.com slash newsletter to sign up for that. Even if you're listening to this later, you can still sign up and you get my ebook completely for free when you sign up for that email list. Last but not least, y'all know my book is coming out this year. I'm so excited. It's called Healthy and Happy, Find Food Freedom and Create a Body You Love. You can go to juliebuer.com slash book to pre-order. And that's about it. Let's get into the topic of today's episode. The topic of self-love, it's a very loaded topic, am I right? We see so many Instagram posts about it, so many quotes talking about loving yourself, people now posting pictures of their bodies, natural bodies, being comfortable in their own skin, talking about how much they love their bodies and love themselves. But for somebody who's unhappy with themselves, that seems like such a far stretch. We look at those people with envy, we wish that we could have what they have, and sometimes we don't even think it's possible for us. The first thing I want to bring your attention to is that it is totally possible for you to love yourself, to love your body, to love the skin you're in. I know that might be the farthest stretch in your imagination right now. It might seem completely impossible, but one of the first mindset shifts we have to make when we are trying to embark on any kind of change is believing it's actually possible to change. Even if you don't necessarily believe it right off the bat, you can even say something like, I am open to the possibility of believing that it's possible for me to love my body. So you're not saying, I believe I'm going to love my body at some point, someday. You're just open to the possibility that that could be an option. But until we have that critical component, even if we got to fake it till we make it a little bit in the beginning, without that critical component, it will not be possible. And if it is possible, it's a lot freaking harder. And why make things even harder on ourselves? Because we know loving ourselves takes a lot of work and let's not make it any harder than it needs to be. If I were to sit here and ask you right now, what do you think the key to self-love is? If I told you it's one word, it could be one or two words. What do you think it is? what comes to mind. Maybe words like confidence and self-trust, acceptance, objectivity, kindness. Maybe words like that come to your mind and those are all absolutely true. However, I would argue that there is one single word that is more critical to your capacity to love yourself than any other word out there, at least any word that I have found or discovered this far. Want to know what it is? Intentionality. Being intentional about loving yourself. Let's break this down. You have a relationship 
with yourself just like you do everyone else. We have a relationship with many things in our life, food, money, people, obviously. And above all, we have a relationship with ourselves. And maybe you would describe your relationship with yourself right now as completely terrible, or it can be completely beautiful, or it can be somewhere in the middle there. No matter what your relationship with yourself is, you do have a relationship with yourself. And just like we have to be intentional about our relationships with other people, we have to be intentional about cultivating a relationship with ourselves. So I'm going to break this down in terms of a romantic partnership to kind of give you an analogy that will hopefully help you bridge the gap and be able to really absorb this message and soak it in. Let's say you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, a husband or a wife, a partner. We'll just call it a partner. So you have this partner and you are in a relationship with this partner. What do you try to do when you are in a relationship with this person? You have open lines of communication. You date the person. You speak kindly to them. You build them up. You learn their love language. You learn how to give them love in the way that they receive it. And you are really intentional about cultivating that relationship through time spent and effort. The opposite is also true. Let's say with this partner, you're not really putting any time into it. You're not being intentional about spending time or giving them words of affirmation or doing acts of service or being kind to them or being intimate with them. When you are not intentional about those things, you see how quickly the relationship starts to dissolve. And unfortunately, a lot of us don't recognize these things until it's too late because they're very subtle. We stay at work a little bit later one night and then that becomes a pattern and we stay at work late every night or we get super busy and we don't have sex and then it's been two weeks, two months, two years and we haven't had sex. In hindsight, it might be easy to look back and see where the breakdown of that relationship started to happen, but chances are it is a lack of communication, a lack of intimacy, a lack of intentionality about building and fostering this relationship with that person. So let's talk about how that relates to you, your relationship with yourself. The same rules apply. And this was a game-changing moment for me when I realized that I have to be just as intentional about my relationship with myself as I am about my relationship with the people I love the most in my life. For example, open lines of communication. Just like you would have with your partner, it's important to have open lines of communication with yourself. How well do you know yourself? How well do you know your own thoughts? Do you take time to journal? Do you take time to talk to somebody about how you're feeling? Or do you kind of stay busy, shove it down, avoid it? Imagine you did that in a relationship with a partner. They kept trying to talk to you because something was bothering them, something was upsetting them, but you completely shut them down. You said, shut up, I'm too busy right now. We don't have time to think about this. We don't have time to talk about this. We need to move on. You need to be stronger than that. That's not a very kind, caring, and loving way to treat somebody, but we do that to ourselves all the time. We say, Hey self, I know you're feeling a little anxious or a little angsty right now, but now is not the time. That's very uncomfortable, so I'm just going to shove that to the background for a little bit and I'm going to exercise or clean my house or do some sort of activity that distracts us from sitting in our feelings. But like I talked about in a recent podcast episode, you got to feel it to heal it. I'll link to that episode in the show notes, but it is so important to be able to sit alone with yourself. And that is the hardest thing for most people to do is to be alone with their own thoughts. But how do you expect to have a deep relationship with yourself if you're not communicating with yourself? If you're not letting your thoughts freely flow through you, through journaling, through speaking about them, even just thinking about them and not judging them as they come up and being willing to sit in your shit for a little bit and feel it. Another way to look at this is imagine you have a child. Your son or your daughter comes to you and they say, 
mommy, I'm feeling really anxious right now. I'm feeling really sad. Do you think you're going to say to them, okay, well, you better stay busy. Go clean your room. Don't think about it. That's uncomfortable. We don't want to deal with it. Go do something. I hope not. I know you probably would not do that. So why do we do that to ourselves? When you look at examples like that, you can easily start to see how our relationship with ourselves and our ability to love ourselves has dissolved over time because we keep trying to shove down our emotions, push them to the side, and not acknowledge how we truly feel. Maybe we're taught that feeling sad is bad. We're taught that feeling anxious is something we're not supposed to feel. But there's no such thing as a negative emotion. These are all parts of the human experience. And the more we avoid them, the more they're going to show up in our lives. And the more they are going to dissolve our relationship with ourselves and our ability to love ourselves deeply. Let's move on to another example. When you are in a relationship with somebody, what is one of the things you try to be intentional about? spending time with the person and dating them, getting to know them. So why don't we do that with ourselves? How can you spend more time with yourself? How can you date yourself? What does that actually look like? First of all, that's getting clear about what it is you actually enjoy. What do you like to do? What would it look like to take yourself on a date? And no, I don't mean that you have to go make a reservation at a fancy restaurant and sit there and eat a steak by yourself unless you really want to. But what would it look like if you just had a fun little date night with yourself or a date day? It doesn't have to be a whole day. It doesn't have to be a whole evening. It can just be an hour per week of you being super intentional about something that you want to do for no other reason than the fact that you want to do it. So I'm not talking about your normal seven days a week at the gym. I'm not talking about cleaning your house because that's what you like to do. I'm talking about doing something for the heck of doing it for no other reason other than the fact that you enjoy it. One of the keys to a healthy and thriving relationship is having novel experiences, doing new things. The same same thing can apply to ourselves. What's something new that we can do or learn with ourselves in order to cultivate that relationship with ourselves? So I'll give you an example of what I like to do. And this might sound super simple, super basic, but it's what I like to do, okay? I love taking showers. Some people love taking baths. I love taking showers. I get in the shower. I turn on my little Bluetooth speaker. I blast music as loud as I can. I dance around in the shower. I sing. I have a good time. I turn the water on as hot as I can can possibly handle. And then I get out and I'm super intentional about feeling my body. I take the time to put lotion on myself. I look at myself in the mirror. Those are two things that I avoided for the longest time. And maybe you can relate to that. Maybe you're the type of person like me who most of the time gets in the shower, isn't even present with herself in the shower. You're just like scrubbing, scrubbing, shaving, shaving, getting out. Then you slather lotion on really, really quick. You don't even look at yourself in the mirror. You just make sure that there's nothing in your teeth and then you move on with your day and get started. Sometimes we have to do that, obviously, because we're busy people. We got shit to do. We don't have time to spend an hour and a half in the shower or anything crazy like that. But I usually take one or two nights a week after my baby has gone to bed and I take a really long, luxurious shower. I really take the time to feel my skin. When is the last time you just massaged yourself? Again, if we're talking about having a relationship to another person, that's probably one of the nicest things you can do is massage another person. They love it. So why don't you give yourself a little massage? Get your favorite blend of lotions or oils, essential oils, rub them into your skin. Really just take the time to feel your skin. And something else I've been doing recently, and this may not apply to you, but I'll share it for those that it may apply to, is I have to do massage for my C-section scar. So for the first month, two months, three months, I was 
was so freaked out by this. It freaked me out. It felt weird. There was a lot of trauma and angst and like weird feelings associated with it. But once I actually took a step back and I started using oils and I went slow and I allowed myself to take my time, now I sit there after my shower, after I've lotioned myself with my body oil and I slowly massage my C-section scar. And as I'm doing that, I'm taking really big deep breaths and I'm just saying thank you. Like I say that 5,000 times as I'm massaging myself. Thank you so much for birthing my son. Thank you so much for allowing me to grow a baby in my body. Thank you so much to my body in general for everything it allows me to do, for breathing without me being conscious of it, for digesting my food, for allowing me to go for walks, for allowing me to see and hear and smell and taste and do all the beautiful things that my body does without me even having to do anything or think about it. What a freaking miracle that is. If we truly thought about that every day, don't you think we would have so much more appreciation for our bodies? For example, when you sit down and think about the nice thing your partner does for you, it allows your heart to fill with joy and love and peace and abundance. But when do you stop to think about what your body does for you, what you do for you? You can start to see how closely our relationship with ourself resembles the time, effort, and intentionality we start to put into other relationships, almost sometimes at the expense of our relationship with ourselves. We lose ourselves in relationship with other people because we're coming from a place of people-pleasing and serving. And while those things are beautiful and wonderful and we truly genuinely care for the people around us, I realize that the more I am intentional about working on my relationship with me, the better I can show up for the people that I love. So what would it look like in your own life to start to open up those lines of communication with yourself? To start to speak kindly to yourself as if you were speaking to your child or your partner? Can you learn to speak to yourself in the same ways and give yourself as much grace as you give your child? Can you learn to sit with yourself and enjoy your own company? Can you learn to be your own biggest fan instead of your own harshest critic? Again, these things might seem impossible and you might be saying, yes, Juliet, sounds great. I would love to do that, but how the heck do I even do that? And the truth is, that's not going to happen overnight. Self-love takes so much intentionality and time and effort and patience. It's like every single day you're making deposits into your self-love bank account. And maybe your bank account right now is like 70 grand negative. So it's gonna take a while even to build up to that baseline of zero. But it is worth the effort. It is worth the intentionality. It is worth dedicating time and energy every day to the practice of cultivating a relationship with yourself. And I'm going to be 100% honest with you here. There have been times when I have not liked myself at all. And because I did not like myself, I was attracting situations, people that would reflect that back to me. People wouldn't treat me right, they wouldn't see my worth or my value, but that's because I wasn't valuing myself. I didn't have clear boundaries. I didn't have self-love. I was not confident. Therefore, what did I attract? more of the same. But in those moments, I realized that I am the person who has my own back. At the end of the day, it's me, baby. I'm the only person who has to live in my body and in my mind. And even though some days are hard, even though some days I feel anxious or depressed, even during certain seasons of my life, whole seasons I still feel like that, it is worth it to me to continue trying to build my relationship with myself. Because what's the alternative? Spend the next 50 plus years of my life hating myself, hating my body, hating everything in my life? No, that doesn't sound like any fun at all. I would rather try and struggle and put an effort 
I think sometimes we get scared to put effort into something because we don't think it's going to work. We think, okay, what's the point if I put all this energy in and then I still don't love myself? But what if you do? What if you do put energy and intentionality into this and you do end up loving yourself more? I mean, I can't guarantee anything, but this is almost a given. The more you pour into something, the more it's going to give back to you. The more you pour into yourself, the more you are able to give back to yourself, to be kinder to yourself, to love yourself, to have more energy for yourself. I'm going to leave you with one small tip that might help bring this home for you. It's something I reflect on often, especially when I'm being hard on myself or I'm speaking negatively about myself or I'm just running around like a crazy person and not making time for myself. I picture myself as a little girl, as my seven-year-old self, and I picture her coming up to me and saying, mommy, can you just spend time with me? It's almost like I'm picturing myself as my own daughter. So I imagine my seven-year-old self coming up to me and saying, mommy, can you just spend more time with me? Why are you being so mean to me? Why are you speaking so negatively about me. We all have that inner child within us still. So when you're not being kind to yourself, when you're not paying attention to yourself, when you're just going through the motions or rushing through your life, take a step back and say, what does my seven-year-old self need? Would I speak to her in this way? Would I just brush her off and tell her to get lost because I don't have time for her? No. Oh my goodness. No, we would never do that. That little girl is still within us. She still needs love. She still needs nurturing. She still needs connection. She still needs kindness. And we are just as deserving of all of those things at this age as we were as little tiny humans. And unfortunately, some of us didn't get that when we were little tiny humans, which makes it even harder for us to cultivate self-love later on. But it's not impossible. It just takes intentionality. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes patience. It takes grace because you're not going to be perfect at it, but what do you have to lose? Would you rather spend the rest of your life hating your body, hating yourself, hating your thoughts, wishing things were different? Or would you rather make the choice today to start putting intentionality behind cultivating a strong, healthy, kind, supportive, loving relationship with yourself? That's what you deserve. That's what I'm here to remind you of every single week, that you are so worthy of all of the beautiful things in this world. Don't settle for anything less than that. Get out of your own way. If you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling like your life is not worth it, trust me, I have been there. I have been to some of the lowest lows and it's so hard to pull yourself out of that place, but all it takes is one single step in the right direction. One kind thought, one date with yourself being super intentional. Even if you spend that whole time crying, It's okay to feel, it's okay to heal, it's okay to be kind to yourself. In fact, we need to do all of those things for ourselves just as we're used to doing for everyone else. So if you're with me in making your relationship with yourself a priority, tag me on your Instagram stories. I would love to give you a hug. I'd love to hear your experience with this. Genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, I love hearing from you. I love hearing your stories. I love hearing how the podcast resonates with you. Please, please reach out. Let me know because I was really fired up for this one if you can't tell. I'd love to open up a dialogue about this because it's so, so important. So please share it with somebody you love who needs to hear this message as well. Don't forget, you can sign up for those single session coaching sessions, pre-order my book at juliebuer.com slash book, and I'll see you in the next episode. I love you. Bye. Hey, do me a favor. If you like this episode, please head to iTunes and leave a review so more people can find the podcast. Be sure to tag me on your Instagram story so I can show you some love for listening. See you soon.